Good morning. Good morning. How's everyone? Good to see you here on this rainy morning. I'll remind you that if you have a prayer request to be uh, doing that now during this time and to make sure you put a check mark if you want me to share it with the congregation. We have a couple of announcements. They've been, uh, I think they've been up there already, but just in case, Council on Ministries and Evangelism Membership Committee that was scheduled to meet today will not meet today, but will meet next Sunday. Next Sunday, okay, at their usual times, three and four o'clock, that's next Sunday. Uh, our programs continue tonight um, with the handbells in the second in the second and third grade Sunday school classroom at five, choir, mission kids, and Bible study meets at 5.30 to seven, our regular Sunday night classrooms. See you then. I want to tell you, one of our members, I was just asked, I just want to share this, uh, Bob Dunlap, you know, who, who had uh, incredibly serious injuries, been in Carolina Rehab uh, Hospital, has just been moved to a skilled nursing facility. And in the next week's bulletin, I'll have uh, mailing addresses and information for you to um, be able to send him a card uh, and everything. He's progressing, but not very fast. So we need to continue to pray for him and his family. Today we're, is the Baptism of the Lord Sunday, and we're going to have a reaffirmation of our baptismal vows, and we will be doing that in just a moment. And just as way of direction, when when we get when we get to that place in the service, and I believe that's that's going to be on the screen, right? Screen. Uh, there will be. Um, you will just simply come up here to the baptismal font and touch the water. You can make a sign of the cross if you'd like to. A lot of people do that. And then go back to your seats and you will understand more after I preach and teach and we go through the liturgy. So that's all the announcements I have. Let us begin our worship with our singing.
Tell them good morning and that you're glad to see them. And children, if you'll come to the carpet. this is? A smiley face? Do you guys like to draw these? Yeah. Do you like to get them on your papers from school? Do your teachers ever do smiley faces? No. I always used to like to get papers from school that had a 100 on them and the eyes were the zeros and it had a smiley face. I didn't get those all a whole lot, but sometimes I would get them, and it was really cool with my teacher. So what's something that you have that nobody else has one just like you? Can you guess? Your smile, right. Now, that's a very unique thing, and it's a free gift that you have from God. In Psalms 144:15 says, Blessed are the people whose God is the Lord. So we can think about our smile as a gift from God. 
Do you know that when you were first born, your mom and dad waited and waited and waited for you to smile the very first time at them? And that made them love you even more. They were really excited. I bet there's some pictures of your first smile. And probably in your baby book is written down the day that you first smiled. So where's some places that you think you could share your smile? You could share them with God, yes, when you see something that you think is nice and you could smile. Who's somebody else that you could share your smile with? With your friends? Yes. <laughs> um, what about a new student at school? Could you share your smile with them? What about with a worker at a store, at the grocery store, when you go buy groceries with your mom? Yeah. Or your dad. Yeah, sometimes you go buy groceries with him. All right. So this week, I want you guys to think about places that you can share your special gift from God. That's your smile. Okay. All right. Can we pray together? Dear God, thank you for making each one of us special. And thank you for giving us our smile. Please help us to look for ways and places that we can share our smile and let others know that you are special to us. Amen. Do we have new chairs? Well, there's something for us to pray, a praise report. Yay, we got new chairs. I was sitting there going, these chairs feel so much more comfortable than what I remember. Let us bow our heads as we come before the Lord in prayer. Lord, in your mercy, hear the prayers of these thy people. Oh God, when we think about you, when we take time to think and to pause, we are in awe of your majesty and your glory. And we come before you, O oh Lord, humbly, uh, seeking your grace, offering our petitions. But we must confess, O oh God, before we can come before you, that we have not always enjoyed your presence. We've often ignored it and relied upon our own strength. Uh, you count us as precious in your sight, and you've done so much for us, but we don't act as honored people, and so often we dishonor you. We pray, O oh God, you'd forgive us. Forgive us for our many sins this past week, and restore us to be uh, your precious children, and help us by the Spirit of God to be those disciples you'd have us to be. Help us to remember this day 
the vows that were taken for us on our baptism and help us to renew our faith in those vows and live as disciples who believe in those vows. We pray, O oh God, for each one here. We pray for those who are not here. We pray for those on our prayer list. We pray especially, O oh God, this day for strength and healing for Bob Dunlap. We pray for healthy deliveries and healthy babies. And we pray for recovery from cancer. We pray, O oh God, this and many prayers. We know that through baptism, we are assured of your love and care. And so hear now your people who come to you in trust as we pray the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Our scripture lesson today is from Luke 3. It's simply two verses. Luke 3, beginning at 15. Give attention to this reading of God's holy word. The people were waiting expectantly and were all wondering in their hearts if John the baptizer might possibly be the Christ. And John answered them all, I baptize you with water, but one more powerful than I will come, the thongs of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie, and he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Oh God, as we come this day, this baptism of the Lord's Sunday, help us to think about all that that means uh, for us, for the world. Uh, think about all that baptism might mean uh, for those who yet to come to the Lord. Help us, oh God, to be bearers of good news and to offer these life-giving waters. We pray in your name. Amen. Now, you know, as your pastor, I have one of the duties that I have, in fact, Bishop Will Willman once called to minister in each particular parish as a resident theologian. We're the resident theologian, so occasionally we have to put our theologian cap on. We have to teach the doctrines of the church, and the two doctrines, of, the big doctrines of our church, of course, the sacrament of Holy Communion, the sacrament of of baptism. And so today I want us to talk briefly just a little bit about baptism on this baptism of the Lord's Sunday. Uh, this is the Sunday that commemorates the baptism of Jesus Christ in the Jordan River. And so it is also often used in the church as a time to talk about baptism and also to reaffirm, to remember our baptism. And we're going to do that in just a minute with the, with the liturgy of remembrance. And so it's important for us to know just a little bit about baptism uh, and why we do a baptismal reaffirmation. Well, it's important for us, first of all, just to think about what Jesus has done for us. When Jesus died on the cross for us, we were cleansed of the original sin. We were forgiven of all past sin. We were transformed from the power of sin and we were redeemed, allowing us to be part of this body of Christ called the church. 
And so when sinful people turn to Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit penetrates the core of their being and begins an important work in them. That's the same work that was begun in all of you. It's called regeneration, or as John Wesley liked to call it, going on to perfection. Another way of saying this is we are born again, if you will, into the Spirit of God who fills us with new life, circumcises our hearts, and purifies us from past sin. And God chooses the imagery of baptism to describe this divine work of God that begins in our baptism. So here's the most important sentence to remember today. The sacrament of baptism is an outward sign of God's inward grace at work in you. About right after I started following my call into the ministry, my father uh, called me or one day and said, when you, next time you come up here, son, so I want to talk to you about something really important. So I got up there, not having any idea of what it was, and he wanted to talk to me about baptism. And he says that he could not find a record of his baptism. He said that grandmother has everybody's name listed in the old family Bible, but him. His name was not listed. Now, he grew up in Episcopalian. He grew up in a small community where the, they did not have a regular priest. And so every so often, the bishop came through. And when the bishop came through, he would baptize all the children that had been born since the last time he came through. And he would administer communion. Growing up in that Episcopal faith, I was convinced that my daddy had been baptized. and grandmother just forgot to write it down for some reason, probably because of the time between the birth and the time the bishop came by. But he was insistent that he had, did not think he'd been baptized. And I said, Dad, if there's a choice at all, a chance at all that you've been baptized, we do not need to baptize you again. I said, baptizing once is once enough. And that God is the one who's acting and it does not need to be repeated. And I said, and in case you don't get that, remember that that was one of the things that was considered a heresy in the, early, in the church at one time, was to be baptized more than once. And I'm not going to participate in any heretical act, even for my dad. <laughs> so I told him, I said, what you need to do is ask your pastor to do a reaffirmation of baptismal service. He said, what is that? I said, it's in the hymnal. I said, most ministers, for whatever reason, ignored this fact that people out there don't remember their baptisms. How many of you remember your baptisms? A few, okay. So you all must have got baptized later in life that you would remember it. But most United Methodists were baptized as infants, and they do not remember their baptism. And so one of the purposes of the reaffirmation service is to help you remember those words that were said on your behalf by your parents or your sponsors when you're presented as an infant or a small child for baptism. You see, baptism has also been seen as the initiation into God's church. It is the initiation act. In fact, lots of churches have the baptismal font at the, at the place of entrance. In other words, like in the sanctuary, when you first come through the doors, the baptismal font would be there. A lot of churches have that because baptism is the entry into the church. Now, baptism doesn't save you. It's just a sign of God's saving grace. It's not the reality itself. You think Abraham, think the Old Testament. Abraham, God told Abraham he must be circumcised. 
But Abraham wasn't saved by circumcision. He was saved by faith in God's promise. God commanded circumcision as a sign act, sacrament. It's a, it's a faith act. So likewise, in this new covenant, uh, Jesus has told us this is a sign of the new covenant. Go and be baptized. It's one of the two commands in the Bible by Jesus Christ. One is go and baptize people, and the other one is to do the sacrament of Holy Communion. And so it's important for us to understand that this is a sign act of a promise that God has made. Now, God will not forsake His promise. And we might fail on ours, but God won't forsake His. The baptism does not save you. It is simply a sign, act, a faith act of inward grace. Now, just let me say it again. The sacrament of baptism is an outward, visible sign of an inward, invisible grace. Now, what we do with this gift determines our fate. Think about that. What we do with this gift of grace determines our fate. Now, let me touch briefly on why we baptize infants. The Bible taught that the old covenant sign was both for adults as well as children. When, children, when adults be, uh, believed in the promise of God and became circumcised, their entire family was circumcised. Circumcision of children was simply the reality that they are set apart in the sight of God. And infant and children baptism is the same thing. We proclaim in infant and children baptism the promise of God that it is for all people, all ages. Now those children will go through hopefully confirmation. How many of you went through confirmation here? Okay. During confirmation, and we're getting ready to have a confirmation class, gives those children an opportunity to think about this for themselves and to profess Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior for themselves, for them to answer these questions that the parents were asked uh, many years ago. And then that is why it's called confirmation. We confirm in that child what was started as an infant up to this point so that they're able to speak for themselves. So that's a very, very important part of baptism and confirmation are part of the same thing. Now it's important for us to know that this is not insurance. <laughs> Circumcision was not insurance. It was simply a sign of the covenant. Baptism likewise is not insurance. It's simply a sign of the new covenant God has made with us in Jesus Christ. Baptism of our children is a publicly acknowledging that our children belong to God and that we are stewards to make and help sure that those children come to know that for themselves. Now, this reaffirmation of baptism. Because God commands us to preach the good news, to testify that Jesus Christ is the one from God, appointed as judge of the living and the dead, that all the prophets testify about Jesus, and everyone who believes in Jesus receives forgiveness of sins through his name. This is the new life that is represented in the act of baptism. But it is, as Wesley said, it's something that you're going on to. You, don't, you just don't arrive at that moment of baptism and never have to do anything else again. Your faith is something that has to be worked out throughout your entire life. 
This is a new life that you have, and God is with you to work it out. But you have to work it out every day of your life. And so every day we're called to live under the promises of God. So this service today simply reminds us of several things. It reminds us of those who sponsored us, brought us into the church, and, ha and made sure we got baptized. Those people you owe a lot to, whoever, that, whoever they were. And it also r reminds us just of our personal faith, what we do believe, you'll see in the liturgy. And so it's important for us ever so often to just to reaffirm that, to be able to say that out loud and publicly, to say that I believe in Jesus Christ and acknowledge Him as my Lord and Savior. So when we do this, we're doing this to remember our baptism, to remember the vows, to remember the vows that we ourselves now profess as adults, and just, it's a good thing to do, to remember. And also, it helps anyone who might not remember their baptism to think about what a precious gift it truly is. So we would do that now in just a moment. But first, amen. But first, let us, uh, we're going to do the modern affirmation. And you can just stay seated for it because we're going to do the offering and then we're going to um, do the, um, wait a minute, I've got it mixed up. We're going to do a song and then we're going to do, we're going to do a song after the offering, then we're going to do the, no? We'll do the song, we'll do the offertory. Okay. Okay, all right. So we're not going to stand for a song. That's usually why you stand up so you can start singing. So just, just relax and follow along with me, okay? These, in fact, I think these words right here are pretty powerful myself, which are also found in our hymnal, by the way, in the back of it. We are not alone. We live in God's world. We believe in God who has created and is creating who has come in Jesus, the Word made flesh, to reconcile and make new, who works in us and others by the Spirit. We trust in God. We're called to be the church, to celebrate God's presence, to love and serve others, to seek justice and resist evil, to proclaim Jesus crucified and risen, our judge and our hope, in life in death, in life beyond death, God is with us. We are not alone. Thanks be to God. Amen. Now let our ushers come forward and receive our tithes and offerings. Summer breeze made ripples on the pond and rattled through the reeds and the willow trees beyond. Daddy in his good hat, Mama in her Sunday dress, watched with pride as I stood there in the water up to my chest. 
And the preacher spoke about the cleansing blood As I sang my toes into that cool Carolina mud And it was down with the old man Up with the new Raised to walk in the ways of light and truth Didn't see no angels Just a few saints on the shore And I felt like a newborn baby Cradled up in the arms of the Lord and grace Oh how sweet the sound There was glory in the air There was dinner on the ground My sins which were many were washed away and gone Along with a buffalo nickel I forgot to leave at home But that seemed like such a small, small price to pay For the blessed peace of mind that came to me that day And it was down with the old man, up with the new Raised to walk in the ways of light and truth I didn't see no angels Just a few saints on the shore And I felt like a newborn baby Cradled up in the arms of the Lord Well, this road is long and dusty Sometimes a soul it must be cleansed And I long to feel that water Rushing over me again And it was down with the old man Up with the new Raised to walk in the ways of light and truth didn't see no angels, just a few saints on the shore. And I felt like a newborn baby, cradled up in the arms of the Sisters and brothers in Christ, through the sacrament of baptism, God's Spirit has been poured out upon water. 
water poured over and immersing us, water that flows freely for all who will receive it, water from the stream of God's saving power and justice, water that brings hope to all who thirst for righteousness, water that refreshes life, nurtures growth, and offers new birth. And today we come to the waters to renew our commitment in each other's presence to Christ who has raised us, the Spirit who has birthed us, and the Creator who is making all things new. The first part of the baptism service is always the renunciation of sin. And so I asked you, will you turn away from the powers of sin and death? Will you let the Spirit use you as prophets to the powers that be? Will you proclaim the good news and live as disciples of Jesus Christ, His body on earth? Will you be living witnesses to the gospel individually and together wherever you are and all that you do? Will you receive and profess the Christian faith as contained in the scriptures of the Old and New Testaments? The Spirit of the Lord is with us. Almighty God, the life you birthed in us by baptism into Jesus Christ will never die. Your justice never fails. Your mercy is everlasting. Your healing river flows. Your spirit blows where you will. We try to block the flow we redirect the winds of the Spirit, or we walk so far away from the life-giving stream that we do not hear its sound and we forget its power. Come refresh us, come upon us, Holy Spirit. Come upon these waters. Let these waters be to us drops of your mercy. Let these waters renew us in the resurrection power of Jesus. Most holy God, Abba, Father, Jesus Christ, Savior, Lord, Spirit of fire, Spirit over the waters, Spirit of holiness, eternal God, one in three and three in one,
All who are baptized and who want to reaffirm that baptism are welcome to come forward at this time and to touch the water. Pause and thank God for the fact that you're a baptized Christian. You may touch the water. You may make the sign of the cross and pray. Please go.
I hope that you will always remember your baptism and be thankful. Amen. Now let us stand and sing our closing song.
this week I went to a district meeting and the person who gave the benediction said that when he was a child that he asked what was a benediction and his mama said it was our, you receive a blessing from God which is what a benediction is and he said well if I'm going to receive a blessing from God I want to, gra- I want to be able to get, catch it when it comes and so from that point on he always put his hands out at the benediction. And so he said, maybe we would want to try that. And so all of us preachers put our hands out for the benediction. So I'm offering it to you. Whenever I do a benediction, if you want to catch it and you want to put your hands out like this, feel free to do that. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, may the love of God and the fellowship and communion of the Holy Spirit be yours. Amen. And God will raise you up on eagles' wings when you want the breath of dawn make you to shine like the sun and hold you in the palm of God's hand. Have a good week.